Welcome to Thought Revolution. This is a show for leaders like you who want to learn how to lead and manage in a way that expands your impact and influence. My name is Kristen Nebro and I am the founder of Impact Consultancy. And I'm excited to share with you my biggest aha moments and thought-provoking concepts that are designed to free up your time, your team's capacity, and your ability to create impact in the world. Let's go. All right, welcome back and welcome to episode number nine. And today we're going to keep going on these four keys of strategy execution, which I talked about in my last episode, but we're going to take a deeper look at the second key, which is a focus on the lead. So again, these four keys of strategy execution, the first one is that we focus on the breakthrough. The second one is that we manage the lead. So we're going to be talking about that managing lead measures. The third one is to track the lead measure, right? So creating compelling scoreboards. And the fourth one is to create this cycle of accountability where there's this cadence or rhythm for folks meeting to understand how well they're pushing their lead measures to meet their goals. And I think this is really important because my experience shows me that using lead measures is, is so highly understood and, um, and so um, rarely used. So I'm excited to begin to dive deeper into this so that we can really talk more about it and you can understand um, some of the ways that maybe you can begin using it in your organization. Okay, so when it comes to executing on your strategic plan or yearly goals, I have found that most leaders or organizations, they make two fundamental mistakes. So number one, they use the wrong tool to execute on goals. And so what do I mean by that? Pick up almost any book on strategy or even like Google search strategy execution. And I think the most shared tool for operationalizing your strategy is the work plan template. Most people have seen it. It's a work plan. It's a project plan, something like that. The work plan is, is awesome, I think, for a goal with a clear and known outcome. So let's just break this down. If you're expanding FTE, so you're going to hire more, if you're implementing an IT system, or if you're planning an annual event, maybe you're in the events industry, or maybe you are um, in the development industry, if you're in nonprofits, you're in fundraising, then a work plan is useful because the outcome is clear, right? you know what it is you're trying to accomplish and you probably know the steps to get there or you can work backwards. Here's the deal though. If the pathway to the outcome that you're trying to achieve is unclear, then a work plan is not going to help you. And I think that that's huge because I can't, I have so many books on strategy execution. I think about my master's um, program experience and strategy execution. I've been Google searching this and it's always a work plan and I don't get it. What you need instead is a way to test your progress, which is totally different. How do you test whether or not you're doing the right things as, as opposed to reporting your progress through a work plan? One assumes that there is a clear outcome and a clear pathway. The other is about trying to learn your way into what works. And you have to determine like what's actually going to move the needle and what won't. And you want to learn that quickly. Like I don't know how many teams I've met that have a work plan. And before you know it, it's like the third quarter of their year and they're not making the progress. Or maybe they've done all this stuff, but they haven't really moved the needle on their goal. So you need a way to actively engage your teams in weekly actions that connect to the long-term goal. So that first mistake is using the wrong tool. And that brings me to mistake number two. I find that most leaders and organizations, they make the mistake of focusing on the wrong metrics. So if they're not using, if, you know, if they're not using a work plan, like, cause that's typically what they use, they also have the wrong metrics. So some actions simply have more impact than others. 
okay? And you know, it's those that you wanna identify and act on if you wanna reach your goal. And we call these lead measures. I talked about them in my last episode. A lead measure is something that predicts the outcome that you're after. So it predicts maybe the lag measure that you're trying to achieve and it's influenceable. You can actually take action against it. And so I gave an example. If I'm trying to lose weight, I'm going to measure pounds lost, right? If I wanna lose 10 pounds, I'm gonna measure pounds. That is a lag measure, but I can't measure it until after it's happened, right? Lead measures tell me whether or not I'm on track to lose pounds and there's something I can influence. So calories in, calories out, I can totally have influence over how much food I'm eating and I can totally have influence over how much I'm exercising. And here's the deal, in organizations, we usually have information about the outcome or the lag measure because that's what we pay attention to. We pay attention to revenue. We pay attention to number of incidents of its safety. We pay attention to wait times. What we don't typically have is information about the lead measures or how well we're moving towards those things. We just don't. And so you have to um, oftentimes learn your way into what the right lead measures are. Even in the example I just gave, if I'm trying to lose weight and I'm focusing on calories in, calories out, you know, I can have easy access to pounds by stepping on a scale, but now I might have to start a food diary to figure out how much I'm eating um, and keep like a, 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 an exercise journal to be able to track how much I'm exercising. And what might start to happen is that might not be enough. I might start to learn more about my body and say, you know what? I'm burning this many calories, but you know what? I'm eating like tons of carbs. <laughs> and so now I got to cut my carbs back or I'm working out pretty well, but like my heart rate isn't jumping high enough. So what it does is it puts us in action and it gives a starting point for where we can actually take control over a measure. And then we start to learn a little bit deeper what is really the high leverage activity. And you cannot learn that until you were in action. So you have to have a lead measure that you know you can influence and you start working it. And the more you work it, the more you get more clear on what the right lead measure is as you go through the process. So again, key number two is about leveraging the lead and it really asks that you shift your focus away from just thinking about outcomes and lag measures that are behind you and really start to focus on lead measures. And so these two things, either using a work plan or not using a lead measure, gets people in trouble. And so when you implement the second key of managing the lead, you start by identifying one to two new behaviors, because that's what you have influence over, that will have the greatest impact on achieving your goal. And these behaviors, they must be predictive. So they have to be predictive of the goal you're trying to achieve. Um, and they must be influenceable, meaning that the team can take ownership for performing them. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen a lead measure that's just not predictive, um, or maybe it is predictive, but it's definitely not influenceable. And it's that mindset that we manage the results um, that, that is pervasive, right? We think that we can manage a result and you can't. All that you can manage is a process. And so that's what we're trying to get people to um, experience is how do I manage my process? And I manage my process by beginning to take a look at these lead measures. So there's really two kinds of lead measures. The first kind is a small outcome. And so um, we're giving people kind of like a, a, a mini goal every week to try to achieve. And it gives your team a lot of latitude to try to achieve it. So for example, you might say we wanna register 10 new subscribers each week to our blog or sign up 10 new volunteers each week. Um, or you know, achieve a safety compliance score of 97% each week. That gives your team a ton of latitude to figure out like how they're going to do that. And they're focused on it, which is awesome. However, there's another kind of lead measure 
that is also um, not well known, but I like to introduce to folks. And it's called a leveraged behavior. And in this instance, we're really focusing on what it is that people would do, not an outcome, but what they would do to try to move um, things forward. So um, a, a leveraged behavior as a lead measure might sound like complete. And so instead of trying to get 10 new subscribers each week, they might complete 25 cold calls a day because that behavior leads to you know subscriptions. Or instead of trying to have 97% compliance score with safety, they might actually ensure that all of their associates wear safety boots every day, right? And so I think it's really important because oftentimes what I find is when there is something that's reliable that in terms of a behavior that you know that works that your team is not doing, I say start with a leveraged behavior because A, you're hardwiring a behavior and B, you know it's a great lead measure because it's gonna lead to an outcome. And as your team gets good at following through on that behavior, then we can actually get into smaller. So how would you choose? I think if you're gonna do a small outcome, they're a little more difficult to achieve. They definitely have higher impact, um, but then it leaves it up to the team to translate what the behavior or commitment they might need to make. Um, and, but they totally allow individuals to choose how they're gonna focus their achievement. Uh, so I had one team and um, they started with leveraged behavior. So leveraged behavior, easier to achieve, less individual impact, but the, the behaviors are clear and explicit and it creates a lot of consistency and it and predefines like what the focus is. So this team was trying to um, increase the amount of contribution or giving that was happening um, at their organization. So they were a nonprofit and they wanted to double the amount of revenue that they were able to um, uh, bring in through uh, major gifts. And so one of the things that they started with was um, leverage behaviors. And so one of the leverage behaviors was making sure that folks were making um, certain phone calls out to folks and um, making sure that they were uh, achieving contact with folks. And so every week they have this um, quota that they're trying to meet. Did I call this many people and they make contact with this many people? And what's great is once they were in that rhythm, once the fundamentals were in place, after about four weeks, they shifted and they said, okay, now that we're making this many calls to folks, here's what we need to do. We need to make sure that um, out of this many calls, we're qualifying this many leads, right? And so now they're moving into an outcome. As a result of the phone call, I should be qualifying this many leads. Um, and as a result of my contact, I should be um, making sure that I'm getting one brand new commitment, whether that's a commitment to come and volunteer, a commitment to give, a commitment to refer, right? Whatever that looks like. And so now it's upping the game into an outcome and the outcome should lead to ultimately um, either a volunteer hour or it should ultimately lead to a contribution in some kind of financial form. But now you're starting to see like how they're able to get this moving together, which I think is really important because now you're seeing the, the movement from a leveraged behavior to a small outcome. I would say that acting on lead measures is one of the little known secrets of execution. Like we're setting teams up with high leverage activity um, and, and they get to measure um, what impact they're having and they can control what they're up to. That's huge. That's enormous. That changes everything. So that's it. That's your dose of thought revolution for today. It's short but powerful. Um, and I'm, I'm trusting you're getting a ton of value from this. So go ahead, dabble more with lead measures. Um, I know that all of you wake up each day with a bend to make a difference and to matter in our world. And my goal is that you spend less time having to make it work and more time spending it making a difference. If you want to learn more about the four keys, visit our website at www.impactconsultancy.org. Um, and I'm Chris Nebro. Don't forget to like, comment, or leave a question for me. And please hit that subscribe button if you have not yet. All right. See you next time.